Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Gav Weir. Gav is one of the two Gavs that runs youdie.co.uk and has a very much a shared love of Bloodborne and Chalice Dungeons, so expect a lot of love to be spread on that direction. Um, we kind of go a little off topic. We get into some Assassin's Creed and some, some other video games, so bear with us while we get through all of that stuff. Remember, if you want to be on the podcast, you can send me an email to dguspodcast at gmail.com. Send me your soul story, and we'll see by getting you on the cast. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. looking at um facts for life now and you're right there's no painted world on her right like yeah <laughs> it's not even listed like they've got every other location i can remember um i don't think the great hollow and ash lake are there either yep you're right they're not yeah did you miss the great hollow <laughs> Unless, and maybe and maybe you're right like maybe it is actually like uh like they just protecting secret areas or something but i think like i, I don't know like it just seems like hey here we go um, it's you can they're part of Blight Town. So like if you go into the Blight Town section, you can then link to the Great um, the Great Hollow and Ash Lake from here, and then they've got their own pages. But for some reason, they're not listed as places on the main wiki. <clears throat> but to me, if a place has a title card, it's its own like yeah. separate yeah, location, totally. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. completely agree. Extra life. I mean, yeah, it's got it's got its own little area but it yeah. just doesn't exist on the main link. That's, that's odd. It's even got a walkthrough for it. <laughs> but it's not on the main navigation. I don't understand no. this, but it's wiki. What information <laughs> are you trying to convey? <laughs> also, surely the, the walkthrough is drop down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, anyway. Um, so, Gav, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's no good problem, to talk man. to no you problem. in person after being kind of... Yeah. Like, I've heard you on podcasts before, and I've followed you on Twitter for a while, so... Yeah, you did. Uh, you secretly followed me. I didn't realize you were following me. <laughs> um, you know, Twitter yeah, we, is we just one day. astoundingly bad at alerting people that like people are following you. Like, yeah, it's just bizarre. It like, I'll look at my follow list and I'll have like ten new followers, and I'm like, where did these people come from? Why didn't you email me about them? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've had it come. Sorry. Go ahead. I've had it come up on the app before. Like, hey, this person's followed you, and you're looking, they're like, no, they haven't. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I forget that's really bad for me because uh, I'm logged into like four or five Twitter accounts, like one for mm. a podcast and like all the Dark Souls haters blog. So if that pops up, I have no idea who followed where. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's miserable. Yeah. I mean, I've got two accounts: one for um, the You Die blog and one for obviously myself. But mm-hmm. I, to be honest, the You Died one just kind of doesn't get used much because I just can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Like, that. Really, like, is, I mean, I used to only post about video games in the you died bit and now i just like um i can't bother to switch accounts i'm just gonna people are just gonna have to unfollow me if they don't want to hear about games i'm playing <laughs> i would imagine that like most people would want to hear about games you've been playing yeah it's kind of, i think um 
there was one point where I used it a lot from like my work, like being all professional and stuff. So there's people I work with who probably have no interest in computer games following me, but I just yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel real bad for like the handful of people that I know in real life that follow my Twitter account because it makes, it has to make absolutely no sense. Like just yeah. crazy rants about dark souls three marketing is most yeah. of my Twitter. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but then again, surely anyone looking at that would understand how bad the marketing for that game was. <laughs> it's it was pretty bad. I have talked a lot about it, how my disappointment with that whole situation is. Yeah. So, but it, it just keeps coming up. So like I never bizarre. get tired of it. It's my favorite subject. No, it, it, it just never. It doesn't stop either. I saw some more. Was it T-shirts a couple of weeks ago? It's possible you tweeted them out yourself, actually. But they were just awful. Just oh yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the fan made stuff like uh, is occasionally they'll pop up on Facebook and it's like you know vote for Solaire twenty sixteen like that kind of stuff like I know it was Make America Sunny Again Solaire twenty sixteen oh. like that kind of bullshit just absolutely crazy. You know, at least there's some thought gone behind it. I guess. Oh, nah, man, I don't know. They're they're, they're all terrible. They yeah they are. So what um you, you mentioned the you died blog? Can you can you give me? Yeah. Can you kind of walk me through on how you guys, because uh, I know it was you and the other Gav that kind of yes. came together to form yeah, the Yeah, I mean, um, essentially, I think what it was that um, we was we both played Dark Souls 1 through at roughly the same time. Um, and we kind of constantly texting each other every day with these stories of what had just happened, like in, um, in the game as we were playing it. And we just thought, you know, when Dark Souls 2 comes around, we should start a blog that's basically our kind of like playthroughs of it and the like little stories of our characters of where we're going how we're finding it because like dark souls is that kind of game where one player will start and turn left the other one will turn right and have completely different experiences so we thought that would be a cool thing to do because um it was originally called if i can remember it tales from the abyss um which is obviously you know a reference to the abyss dark souls etc um, and then once kind of we had played through Dark Souls 2, got like, absolutely destroyed it, got bored of it and moved on. We wanted to carry on writing, so we then changed it to You Died so we could talk about other video games. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's basically just a way of us kind of self-indulging ourselves even further into Dark Souls than we ever <laughs> possibly could. I full, Believe me, I fully understand. Like, I have to do this so I can get my daily Dark Souls quotient mm. out. Like, I just have to talk about it for like an hour or, you know, but a good five to ten hours a week. That's what my limit yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, we, we still write about Dark Souls. You know, whenever we think about it, it's still, you know, the reason the blog exists. But, yeah, we had to move away because I think, especially with Dark Souls 2, we just kind of ran out of things to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, you can start your new game plus, but there wasn't a huge amount of difference in it so there wasn't a huge amount new to say i was listening to the the latest twin humanities and um mm. and kind of spoiler alert if you haven't listened to that episode like they're kind of talking a general overview about dark souls 3 and patty makes the yeah. point that he's very glad that they're not like a book club podcast like a bonfireside chat because he's not nearly as interested in going through the area like you know dis- dissecting all of the lore he's just kind of bored with it and uh oh, really that, yeah yeah so yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I think about that stuff of like with Dark Souls two because that happened with me very, very quickly with Dark Souls two. Uh, yes, it, uh, same, it, it same took, here. yeah, it took Scholar of the First Sin to come out before I was like all on board. So. You know, I I bounced off Scholar so fast it wasn't even funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, when I was when I was playing Dark Souls two originally, I was absolutely loving it. But I, as um, I've mentioned before, like on Twin Humanities, when when it finished and. 
it didn't do what I wanted it to do without spoiling it too much. I I just instantly lost interest. And then Scholar came around and I just couldn't play it. It's really weird because it's still Dark Souls. I still really like it, but for me it just I have no interest in that game. Really so you don't happy. have to you don't have to worry about spoilers on this show and I'm I'm kind of curious what were you oh, looking cool. for it to do? Like you can talk about anything in Dark Souls um, 3, Bloodborne. If you know um, anything about Dark Souls 4, go ahead and get that out. Funny <laughs> <laughs> I did. If only I did. I, I, I assume I'm probably best friends with uh, Miyazaki to know that kind of thing. And that'd be cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, um, Dark Souls 2, um, it, it kept on dropping references to Dark Souls 1. And I was like, I just, all the way through, I was just like, where's this going? Like, well, how's this all going to tie up? Is, is this going to be revealed to be Lordran, like, you know, thousands of years in the future or in a different reality or something? And then it just kind of forgets about all that stuff. And doesn't mention it again and you know it's cool i mean it's got its own story to tell but it seemed to be dropping lots of hints it was so heavily connected to the first one especially early on when you re- i mean you fight you know ornstein it just you know and and there's i think you can find the um oh god here we go with the bad names <laughs> the lord <laughs> vessel you can find it smashed in the basement of um the, that the mansion. mansion yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it all seemed to be pointing more towards like this these aren't just hints this is like heavy lore it's dropping and then about halfway through the game it just doesn't do it anymore and it's it's almost like you go to it and go hey what about all those dark souls references like nah it didn't happen mate don't worry about it and just kind of you know, tells you to stop looking for them and it will just really kind of i don't know it's really hard to say it was disappointing because you know it had its own story to tell and i do quite like the story of it but at the same time it's just like you dragged me in with all this stuff that you then completely ignored it's it's interesting to see how this series has played out over like the last four years or so because I felt the same playing Dark Souls two like I wanted more of a connection to Dark Souls Dark Souls one because yeah. Dark Souls one was easily my favorite game. Oh wow, Siri is just totally talking right now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, because Dark Souls one was my my favorite game. Like I wanted more of that stuff, yeah. and then they yeah, did like exactly. this weird independent thing. And... Yeah, and like I say, it's totally cool. It had its it had its own story to tell. I mean, it's not one that I'm hugely uh, investing in. It didn't grab me like Dark Souls did, but it still, you know, it had a nice story to tell. But like I say, it's like half the game seemed to be intent on telling this other story of a land that used to be and still is and once had all this magic and stuff to it. But then it just kind of goes, oh, actually, no, it's all about the king and, and how sad his life was. <laughs> And the and the daughters of the abyss, right? Like, <clears throat> and yeah. the daughters of the abyss. Yeah, that's that's kind of the only hard connection that it, it ends up having. I mean, you've got little hints to um, Seath in there as well, um, with all the you know weird creatures of the. Um, I was going to say Valley Defilement, but it's not. It's um, Earth and Peak, which is undeniably one of the worst design levels in all. <laughs> <laughs> It's just... funny, man. It's so funny you brought that. I mentioned earlier, um, and this episode should come out after this, so I'm not spoiling anything. But yeah. doing that worst ten list with the bonfire side chat guys, um, yeah, like Earth and Peak, I think was like my three, number three or number four. Like it was, it's that. one of my least favorite areas, and in, 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 across all of the games, yeah. I mean, that's where um, that's actually where I managed to get to in my scholar replay, and I kind of got halfway through that area. I did the whole lighting of the. Um, the windmill and i was just I, I couldn't do it i couldn't carry on i just that area is just horrible and i don't mean from like a difficulty perspective it's not a challenge it's just it looks ugly 
it looks like a PlayStation 1 kind of level of a game. Like, the textures are so just disgusting and horrible. It looks like a massive box. You remember, like, how Tomb Raider looked? Yeah, like the original Tomb Raider with, like, the the triangle boobs or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It it just reminds me of how that game looked, and I I hate it. And it's got the worst boss fight in in all the whole series in there as well with the the Jabba the Hutt-looking guy. Oh yeah, the covetous demon. Covetous demon. Yeah. Although I, I, I do that. like I do like his special attack that literally like he swallows you and unequips all of your items. Like yeah. that is a fantastic <laughs> attack, and I wish I wish that more is, bosses that did very that. Cool. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that's, that's a very Dark Souls thing. To yeah. do. It's like, ha! Not only have you got hardly any life left, but now you've got to equip all your items while running around avoiding this guy. <laughs> but that, yeah, yeah, that's all he had, and I think he hit me with that once when I was I was kind of messing around. Mm-hmm. Like not finding this, like oh look at this guy, it's so easy. And then all of a sudden it's like oh, oh I'm naked, <laughs> <laughs> naked and oddly green. <clears throat> so if um so I I struggled with this as well. Like I not Dark Souls two didn't have enough tiebacks to Dark Souls one for me, and it, it took me a long time yeah. to appreciate its own independent story that it was trying to tell. And now Dark Souls yeah. three has come out, and it's like oh yeah, this is the Dark Souls 2. Like, that other thing was Dark Souls something else. Like, this is Dark Souls 1-2. Like, it's, it's it ties so dramatically back to the first game in, it does. In, in a lot of weird ways. Is that a positive thing for you, or is that a negative thing? Or yeah, you just kind of take it yeah. as it comes? Nah, for me, it was a huge positive. Like, um, uh, I sent um, Gav, uh, the other you died guy, I sent a second, because uh, he um, did the whole Xbox region switch mm-hmm. and then brought the Japanese version like weeks before it came out here. So he knew about it already. But um, the second you kind of step through that door and it says um, bonfire, uh, sorry, filing shrine. I was just like, Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, I'm hit. I'm in. This is incredible. Like I, I was just sending him a message straight away. I was going like, yeah, game of the year. Don't care. I'm in. And then wandering around the corner and finding Andre. I was just like, Oh my God. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Man, I am so surprised you didn't have those two things spoiled for you. Like that stuff was everywhere. No, I, I went, I went so hardcore blind. Like I, I blocked the words Dark Souls in um, TweetDeck because like it's TweetDeck's what I use for Twitter mostly, and um, when I'm at work and when I'm at home. So I blocked it on there. I wasn't clicking any links. I was like skim reading through Twitter. If someone mentioned the word dark or souls, I was just scrolling past really quickly. Um, uh, that's I, hilarious. Knew, I knew about the filing shrine because it got leaked as um, a bit of concept art, but I didn't know that's where I was heading in the game. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, I knew it was in the game, but I assumed it would be like further, much further on in the game, not like bursting you come across. <laughs> yeah, your actual like... They, like it's like Firelink Shrine, like it's like your first little home base that you find. Yeah, I was just completely blown away by all that. And for me, um, it, I was there was a slight worry that what if this is just going to be loads of cheap callbacks? Like, hey, you remember this, don't you? Hey, you need little nudges in the ribs every five seconds. But it all tied in really nicely into the story. Um, so it kind of made sense that they were all there. Okay. If that makes sense. <laughs> I, it, it does. I have, I take exception to stuff like Andre, because I kind of feel like Andre is, is that, is that nudge in the ribs like you're talking about. Um, yeah. He didn't really have a reason for being there, but it's like, I didn't mind him. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, it's just a nice little, like, you know, a little warmth mm-hmm. <laughs> there. Like this little, Hey, you're home. It's fine. But like all of the, uh, like the whole Seagward quest line, uh, I, I think it's just fabulous. Like I, lo- I really like what they do to that character. And like, they kind of expect you 
based on your experience with Siegmeier to think that dude's going to just fail miserably, but he actually like kind of succeeds yeah. in his goals. Like he kind of yeah. sets out, even if he dies, cause he, I've played it two or three times. And like in one point he dies at the end and the other point he doesn't die at the end. He's just chills. So like, that's kind of a cool thing. Like that, I, I feel like that's yeah. a really good story. No, I mean, I, um, I didn't complete his storyline. I kind of missed him somewhere along the way. I think he was down a wow or something at some point, And I didn't spot him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. so, you haven't you weren't checking I'm, all wells gav come on i thought you were pro I wasn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i have read his storyline and yeah i had that impression the second he popped down that ladder at first it was like oh my god what's he doing here and then obviously it turns out to be a different guy so i was just like i thought he would be just as not useless mm-hmm. um as uh siegmeier is he is siegmeier the original siegward the second one siegmeier is the original siegward is the second yeah. one so yeah, I was expecting to kind of be as bumbling as uh, as Siegmeier, but um, no, man. When he, he leaps into battle with you, when you fight that demon in the courtyard, that was amazing. Yeah, that was a good moment. I, I like that Not a lot. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. He just comes running. That's so good. <laughs> I wasn't. I was expecting. I didn't know what it was, and I just remember the, like heard someone shouting. Like, yeah, I was like, "Where's that? Who's 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 this?" Is the demon talking to me? Um, and then I turn around and just saw him charging down the hill with his uh, like sword out. It's just like, yes, mate. And then he gives you the best gesture in the game as well. Oh, yeah. The toast? The toast is... Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. I don't remember who I said it, but like my only... My, my biggest dream with Dark Souls 3 is that um, they would allow you to actually drink Estus during the toast animation. I mean, that would be, that's yeah, the only can... way to improve it. Yeah, you said uh, I think it was Paddy you were saying it to. I was listening okay, to that yeah. one the other day, and yeah, you you're saying to him it should be. But you're absolutely right. You should be able to drink Estus. So you can sit down after you just fought the boss with someone else. Sit down, have that little <laughs> whatever noise it is that it makes. That kind of like fire crackling, liquidy noise. Yeah, that would be the best. Oh, it'd be so good. I bet it's DRC. I'll, I'll take that as DRC. I, hey, look! I would spend my destiny silver on emotes for Dark Souls and Harvey, <laughs> like no problems. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I'd do that. You and mentioned um, that you and uh, Gaff Two, as I like to call it, um, <laughs> and and his episode is going to be coming out right around the same time as yours. Just to let yeah. you know, um, we'll probably be saying quite a lot of the same things. We've had a we've had a pretty similar journey with these games, but but when you guys so did was Dark Souls One your first Souls game? Like when you started uh, writing the blog, or had you played Demons before that? No, I didn't. I skipped Demons. Um, I had a PS3 at the time, but I, for some reason, didn't play games on it. I, I brought it quite cheaply. I think it was like £100 or something. Like I got it secondhand. And I brought it for a Blu-ray player. Um, so games, for some reason, like I was just obsessed with my 360 back in those days. Like I had no interest in a PS3. I think I played like the exclusives, like the Uncharted series and God of War 3, mm-hmm. and oddly Ghostbusters. Um, I think I picked that up cheap or borrowed it off a friend or something. <laughs> Good game, I liked it. Um, but yeah, I just didn't play any games. So I, I was aware of Demon Souls. I was aware of everything around it, like how difficult this game was and how like crushingly bleak and stuff it was. And it kind of piqued my interest, but I just didn't bother picking it up. So yeah, I mean, Dark was the first one I grabbed off the back of what was said about Demons actually. And where, what were you like playing around that time? Like, were you big into RPGs, or were you more of an action guy? You mentioned like oh. Uncharted and God of War, but like that kind of seems like it was just this is on PlayStation think, Three, so I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, I think um, I, I honestly can't remember how far away I was, but I remember um, both myself and Gav used to be utterly obsessed with Gears of War Two. 
Okay. Like we we've we put so much time into that game, like the multiplayer. We we were really good at it. <laughs> like we we would put a lot of time into that. Um probably Skyrim I think it was no not Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout. Um okay. they were around at that time. Mm-hmm. Or you know, around that time. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like I, I was stuck in, you know, away from RPGs or anything. It was just I never really thought about playing demons like and so but you picked up dark souls and kind of uh, strength yeah. of what you had heard from demons and that pretty had to be much, like yeah. a, a pretty like for me that was a dramatic change in my gaming experience like i had never played a game like that before I mean, no like, no like absolutely his, not like yeah no no go ahead yeah um i think i remember there was a kotaku article possibly um, just basically saying, hey, it's the sequel to Demon's Souls, it's out on 360. I was just like, well, there's no excuse now. I may as well pick this up. And I I bounced around stuff it so fast. It was <laughs> like, I think it took me, I played it for about a week, um, you know, a few hours every night. And I got, I don't think I got out of Undead Berg. Um, it was just so unlike anything I'd ever played like mechanically or um just even the menus were like alien to me so uh i didn't my first experience with it i didn't have a very good time at all <laughs> i remember thinking when i first started playing this game i was like why can't i attack with my a button like every other action game why do i have to use the shoulder buttons this doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah exactly just things like that it seemed to play by its own rules and i just couldn't learn its rules I mean, you know, even the small things like, hey, this is a, it's an action RPG. I'm the hero. That's a skeleton. I'm going to be able to take it down easily. Oh, no, I'm dead. So, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, I, I loved, like, the setting, you know, the kind of the bleak, depressing, decrepit world that it was set in, but I just couldn't cope with it at all from a gameplay point. I think a lot of people seem to have that when they first play it because it's unlike anything you've ever played. Well, I mean, back then it was. Now it's quite a lot of games to take from it. But just that crushing difficulty of it all, I wasn't ready for that at all. Yeah, I, it's I, I, the, the, just the difference in, like, the way that your character moves. Like, not being able to, yeah. like, dodge in the middle of a, of a hit. Like, that very, yeah. very basic thing. Like, And I know that drove a bunch of people off. Like, I remember listening to podcasts where guys who play video games for a living were like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want everyone to yeah, do that again. Yeah. And, yeah, loads of people I know that have said, "Hey, you should play Dark Souls. It's amazing." They get it, and it's like, "I, I know, I don't like it. It's it's clunky. It moves slow. It's like, no, you just don't know yet. <laughs> Stick with it. That combat has depth. No, and, like, and the problem is, I, like, once you learn it, like, it ruins you for all other games. Like, completely. I, yeah, I, I tried I playing Skyrim more. after this, and just was like, "This is garbage. I hate it. Go back to Dark Souls <laughs> PvP." Like. <laughs> I don't remember what I followed up the original Dark Souls with, but I do remember thinking that I ruined games for myself for like the next six months or so. Nothing could compare to it. Like once you kind of got into it and learned that combat system and the way it works and the movement and just everything about it, nothing felt the same again for a long time. Did you ever go back to Demons? Uh, I've recently, I think um, it was on a PSN sale. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like uh, four quid, so for you, like on seven dollars or something. So I uh, yeah grabbed it instantly, and I played all the way up to the armor spider. Okay. Uh, and that's where I've kind of left it and not really had time to go back yet. But I mean, I'm enjoying it, of course. I'm. It's um, it's kind of like, you know, how some people say like Black Sabbath are the best band in the world, and you should listen to them. 
but you've just listened to the 20 years of metal that inspired them. Oh, sorry, yeah. that they inspired them. So, <laughs> yeah, going back to Demons, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I can see why this is great, but I've played Dark Souls, which is the refined version of this, so I'm not getting out of it what everyone else got out of it at the time. It's the Tolkien so it's problem, just... right? Like, everybody says that yeah. Tolkien is a brilliant writer, and he is, but, like, I've read a thousand orc stories now. Like, I don't need to yeah, go back to the that... two towers to, to, to learn about orcs, <laughs> and it's kind of dry. Like, the orcs aren't even yeah. very cool. So. No, and there's about 19 chapters about what hobbit, hobbits eat, and you just can't read through that shit. Oh my god, and the songs, <laughs> man, the songs will wear you the out. Songs. In the <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've never actually made it through the um, Lord of the Rings <laughs> in book form. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I'm, I'm really, I really like Demons. I think um, it's got some incredible level design, especially for like kind of how early in the PlayStation 3 life that game came. Um, you know, it, I think it still looks amazing. It still plays amazing, obviously, because that core gameplay has not really changed. But it's still a little bit janky around the edges. It's a bit not quite as refined, obviously. But you know, it's cool. It's got its charms. I'll definitely play it to the end. But when that'll yeah, be, I, I just it's it's an interesting game. Like it's got some warts on it, definitely. Like it's yeah. it's got some stuff where you're like, I don't know why. Um, well, like the whole tenancy system is just totally inscrutable to the point where yeah. even if you're trying to actively game it, if you look on that menu option that shows you your tenancy, like the the degrees of separation of white for your white tendency is just like, it's impossible to, like you can never tell if you're pure white or not. <laughs> At least I can't. Like, I, I don't understand it. I've read that. I've read about world tendency to the point where I thought I understood it. And then I read something else, which made me not understand it. It's, it is a really, it sounds like a great concept, but it's just not very well explained anywhere by anyone. Because of course it's not, it's a Souls game. But <laughs> even this is like, it's it's so obtuse. It's, it's, it's um, pretty, it's pretty like, nuts though. Um, yeah, like, what is it, is it kind of like you kill a boss, you get white tendency, you die, you get black tendency? Pretty much, yeah. Something I mean, that's like that's that a basic understanding, yeah. You but if you die in soul form, like if you, you know, do uh, you get... Like it's, it's, that changes a certain way, but then also you have to remember that you have character tendency. So like <laughs> the server tendency will like if you were logged in online, the server tendency will kind of bring you back to a middle ground, but your character tendency yes. can bring it back to one direction or the other. And then yeah. you know they were doing special events for a while, like on Valentine's oh, Day. Yeah. They when one year they put it all to pure black or whatever. So it's <laughs> like which is a neat That's thing, nice. which is very cool for for them to do. Like yeah. if they could turn on and off the snow in Irithyll and Dark Souls Three, I think that would be neat. But like it's just it's just so inscrutable. Like it's just not explained at all. So yeah, is like I say, it's a cool little system. But you know, I'm kind of glad that almost got pushed to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the other games. It, I'd be I'd be interested, and I'm sure you'd post about it on Twitter. But as you as you progress through Demon Souls, I'd, I'd be interested to hear some of your opinions about it. I think it's I think it's one of the stronger Souls games just by virtue of being the first. Yeah, like I mean, uh, everyone um, everyone says this about it. I mean, I think um, CJ holds it in really high regard, but I think he was one of the guys who played it originally. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he for him it, it was like his first entry into the game series. So I can totally see why you'd be blown away by that. Like in the same way that I was with Dark. Um, I'm imp- I'm impressed that anybody picked that up and like imported it and like had because yeah. <laughs> the import version had like crazy weird bad English text like there was some weird and then like they progressed through it because I played Demon Souls before I played Dark but it was I played it yeah. for 45 minutes and then shelved it and I was like I don't ever play this shit again <laughs> no idea what what inspired me to pick up Dark Souls one and I'm so thankful I did because it's kind of like as dumb as it sounds changed my life completely. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I, it's, it does, like, whenever someone talks to me, uh, sorry, I talk to someone about it, I'll try and understand why I like Dark Souls so much. It's like, yeah, it totally changed my life. And it's really weird saying that about a computer game, but it really did. Like, not in any kind of, like, huge round way. It didn't, you know, make me go and be a better person or anything like that. But it just kind of, like, changed the way that I look at, like, kind of challenges and things like that. You know, everything is something to be learned and something to be beaten rather than you know, running away and hiding from it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, some games, like, triple down on the difficulty level. And you're like, nope, that's not quite, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> this yeah. is not, this isn't fun at all. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, that's a great thing about um, Dark Souls, though. It, it's difficult, but it's that kind of difficult where you learn to beat it, mm-hmm. as opposed to something like, um, and it's a really bad example, but uh, like the Call of Duty um, Modern Warfare 2 on whatever the hardest difficulty mode is called, where it just throws grenades at you continuously, and there's no real way of progressing apart from running, die, running a bit further, die, running a bit further, die. Like That's not fun difficult, because you can't learn to beat that. Mm-hmm. but with dark souls it's all beatable you just got to learn how to do it well and they they and give you so many it. different approaches to like you know there's yeah. the way that especially specifically dark souls one and the way they did their level and level design and specifically enemy placement like it's so what, what's the word i'm looking for like it's so considered it's like yes. it, especially like look at the undead bird by itself like how those enemies are placed to guard one another yeah. and like and you, there's different ways of approaching that and they all work but they it's like the yeah. game is actively teaching you that and i know like yeah. in-game tutorials aren't anything new but man the way this did it was just absolutely brilliant yeah it was it, it was never like a kind of i mean you have that you have the tutorial at the start obviously as you're going through um the asylum but yeah the whole of undead berg is basically your tutorial of how mm-hmm. to play the game I think I didn't really realize that until um, quite recently. I watched some of EMB's um, like playthroughs of it, like some mm-hmm. of his early playthroughs, and he kind of like says like, "Hey, these enemies are here to make you look look at this object in the distance. Like they guide your eye over here, and you'll see this guy, and that will make you realize that you can drop down from here and do this." And it's just like I I didn't even notice any of that. Like you know, I, I wasn't looking at it like that. I was looking at it terrified across like the brim my shield. But when you think about it, like all the enemy placement is essentially to make you notice the environment Mm -hmm. and different ways to attack it is so well made it's still not as good as uh demon souls tutorial which is let's put a thousand orange messages in a a dead end in the (laughs) world (laughs) yeah i i only went down there probably i'd I'd kill like three bosses and then i was like oh let's go see what this door does oh oh god oh there's messages everywhere i'm not I checked a few of them just in case they were because I thought someone's trolling. This, these are like player messages, surely, but no, they're all they're all developer messages. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing, it really is. Yeah, but I mean, um, going back to EMB, it was actually um, YouTube series that made me pick up Dark Souls again, okay. and I've never been more thankful for it. I don't know if you know it, um, Matt Lee's. He used to work for a place called Video Gamer. Mm-hmm. don't know if you guys have that hugely over America but basically he did a series called Pantsman mm-hmm. where he played Dark Souls and his character wasn't allowed to wear armor he could only wear his pants um, and watching that it kind of taught me how to play the game properly and then also taught me that if this guy can do it without wearing armor I should be able to complete this game and that's what made me pick it back up because I was just like you know, watching not only him but all the challenge runs of guys just doing it with fists or shields or you know, uh, soul level one runs and things. It just made me think like, if these guys can do it with all these massive handicaps they're giving themselves, this game has to be beatable by someone like me. 
I hope uh, I hope Matt Lees appreciates the amount of people he inspired to to play <laughs> Dark Souls. You have no idea. I feel like every person that I've interviewed that's from your general neck of the woods, and I'm saying that so I don't sound like a completely uneducated American, <laughs> but <laughs> just on that side of the Atlantic Ocean, like has it credits Pants Man as being like like that's oh, yeah. if he can do it, then I can do anything like that that kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, for me it was a huge thing. Like, I didn't even. Um, I'd never even considered re-picking Dark Souls. Like, I obviously you kept on hearing about it because it's one of those games that everyone loves to write about. That's why we started a blog. Um, but you know, I never even thought oh, I'm going to pick that up and dive. I'm going to do this. I'm going to dive back in. But it was just seeing him do that. It was just like, yeah, I've I've, I've got to give it another go because that looks incredibly fun. And, you know, he was. It wasn't like he was teaching you as he went along, but just watching how he did the fighting. You know, like that kind of turtling effect where you keep your shield up and wait for the attack rather than just going in with your sword swinging, hoping for the best. You know, just learning that one little bit of tactic allowed me to kind of like enter the game with a new kind of confidence. How long did it take you when you started playing Dark Souls to like start picking up on the story? Because the way the delivery <laughs> mechanism of like everyone's going to talk to you in riddles and but yeah. most of the story is in item descriptions like it took me ages to to figure it out took me a long time yeah i don't think um i even knew about the item descriptions really um I, I wasn't someone that i read like i think i'd check out if a sword was good but i kind of skipped past the item description yeah i don't i don't need the, the description of the sword hilt i'm just looking for the stats yeah. please <laughs> So I think I'm pretty sure I didn't really pay attention to the story until I met Frampt for the first time. <laughs> and then when the stuff he was saying about, and I was just like, oh, oh, okay. So the, the two bells opened up Sen's fortress so that I can go through to Lordran where the gods used to live. And I need to go there to get this thing that will help me open the gates of, okay, I'm lost again, but I kind of get what I'm supposed to be doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching um, like Vadi's early Prepare to Cry series, and like him mm. pulling out yeah. like these these detailed backstories on characters that I, were, I was by that point like kind of intimately familiar with, but had never like spent the time to delve deep into it. And like, man, that made me appreciate the game. Like, oh, that the reason yeah. you find you know this piece of whatever on at this level is because he went here and his quest to do that like all of that stuff just yeah. totally blew me away where you like, find uh Tarkus's armor on the floor e- exactly the that's exactly the one and, i yeah. was referencing i never i'd even not even made the connection to that and i think it was probably um vati vati vati's videos um like they pointed that out to me as well i was just like oh my god of course because that window was broken because he was in heavy armor so he lost his footing and he fell to his death. Oh, he fell to his death. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, the that it's that level of the characters as well. This is always amazing. Like the stories behind them all. There's something I need to do with Dark Souls Three. Actually, I've not dived in too much to the characters yet mm-hmm. to find out like all their motivations and stuff. There must be. There's probably YouTube videos by now. I imagine. But. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. I mean, they were like before release because of the way oh, that right. Namco <laughs> released the game, but. Uh... There, there definitely are, and there's some good ones. I think I'm holding back until, um, and the DLC doesn't normally change like any of any of your active NPCs, like any of the main world NPCs. It usually like sets right. up their own characters, uh, but I still kind of want to wait until the that. DLC comes out before I, I get way into it. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the DLC to start a new character on that game actually, because I'm going to do it all from the top again. Because um, I did the same with Bloodborne as well. When that DLC came out, I started a new character to get through it all. Um, so I'll probably I'll do that again with Dark. Souls, but 
yeah, I, honestly, I can't wait for that DLC to drop. See, with when, Bloodborne, when I went in with like a <laughs> like an in-game level, have grind, had grinded like tons of chalice gems. Like I, I literally walked through the DLC for Bloodborne the first oh, time really? I played it. Oh yeah, I don't think I died oh, until I got to the research hall. Like, I, it was just because I was doing so much damage and I was still in New Game One. Like that was yeah. the only thing. But um, uh, I, I'm gonna do the same thing with Dark Souls Three, and then I'll restart and like do it proper, like and do it so it's actually yeah. a challenge. But I kind of like going through it and just experiencing the. Like I, not walking through it, like because it's still a challenge, but like kind of experiencing it without worry yeah. so much. Yeah, and then going like once you know enemy places and stuff, then you can go in with that little bit of knowledge that'll help you have a challenge, but not struggle against that challenge. Yep. Yeah, I mean, um, Bloodborne. I I got to um, I just got to Amelia where you unlock the um, the DLC. I guess you you get the little item. I guess to DLC. And I tried to go through it, like, level 15, I think it was. And I just got murdered. I got, like, the first enemy. I couldn't get past it for about... And then it was that case. Then I, I went back through the entire game <laughs> and, like, completed the game. Then at end game, I was like, right, I'm ready for the DLC. now. like, level 70, I think I'd got myself to. And even yeah. then, it was a bit of a struggle. And, like, I hadn't gone into any of the chalices to do any of that yet. That yeah. was what I did all that with my original character. It was on like New Game Plus Two, and there was no <laughs> way I was going through that DLC on that difficulty. Yeah, it's it's pretty challenging. I've I've played through the DLC now like four times, four, maybe five times, yeah. and um, the only thing I haven't done that I still want to do is uh, beat the Orphan of Cause with the Rikuyo. For some reason, like, <laughs> okay, I'm and, and, and like no parrying, <laughs> nothing, just just the Rikuyo by itself. Because I figured that that's, feels like a good one-on-one like challenge mode, yeah. and uh. Yeah, well, that, that is hard. Yeah, no, I, that that um, orphan across was something that I must have been on that boss fight for a week, at least. Like, because I was determined to do it solo, like not calling any help. But eventually, I just had to give up. I was just like, I can't do this. I I need some help, <laughs> and just ended up waiting around for ages with my with the bell ringing, waiting for someone to answer the call. But no one seemed to want to redo that fight for some reason after they'd killed him. Oh, that's sad because I hung out there like when I beat him the first time. I hung out there just to fight him over and over and over again. Like I yeah, couldn't help I myself. Did the same as well. Yeah. I just thought I don't want anyone to go through what I've just had to go through. So if someone's calling for help, I'm going to answer them for a little bit. And plus, it's an incredible fight, so I wanted to do it over and over. Were you I, pretty positive on Bloodborne, just the vanilla game before the DLC yeah. came out? Oh, man, I, I platinumed Bloodborne, like the first game I've ever done it to. I was utterly obsessed with it. I couldn't couldn't get enough of that game. I think um, I've played it through four times now. Done mm-hmm. a couple of co-op runs with other Gav, um, mm-hmm. and just done it by myself on like, like say I got to um, new game plus two with my original character. So I've done it like at least three times by myself, once with Gav. I think was, would be right. But yeah, I, I I couldn't get enough of that game. It's absolutely incredible. I still think it's probably my. I I don't want to say it's my favorite of the Soul series because it feels bad just kind of passing over Dark Souls like that, but I think it actually is. I, I can see that. Like there's there's a case like the way that the, the way that Bloodborne breaks away from the Souls games is so good. Mm. Like just the the difference in combat and the difference in yeah. like the world building and everything is is just so good. Yeah, I was when um I first got it, I was a little bit worried that it might be, you know, Dark Souls point two or, you know, version two or something like that. But I mean that's a ridiculous thing to be worried about anyway, because it would be amazing. But um yeah this pretty much the second you start the differences are just like like light and day when it comes to the combat 
And I think that's the thing. I, I really, really like the combat in Bloodborne, just how aggressive it is and how you can finally kind of like just get in enemies' faces and just swing and take everybody down if you're powerful enough because the regain system, there's none of like the kind of hiding behind a shield like in Dark Souls mm-hmm. or, you know, dodging fast. So, I mean, that that's one reason I like it a lot. That's one sure, thing like, that I combat. love about the Chalice Dungeons is it basically gives you like infinite combat possibilities as, yes. for as, as yeah, poorly yeah. executed as they can be. Like that's one th- reason that I, I still argue in their favor a lot is because I just, I, I want more of that game. Yeah, I think that that's what I love about the Chalice Dungeons. I, I don't even, you know, they are a little bit repetitive and I think it's a shame there was no more palettes in there, like um, graphics and texture wise. But I just, honestly, I think... Um, the way that they're done and almost the story they tell on themselves is amazing. Like, you know, what they tell you about that world and what it used to be. Um, I think they're done really, really well. Big fan. <laughs> did you get into <laughs> any um, online play with, with Bloodborne besides co-op? Like, did you do any of the PvP or Just, anything? Uh, not really. I'm not a, huge, not a huge PvP in any of these games, to be honest. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> like I've tried my hand, but everyone seems to just be that much better than me, so I don't find it too enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you just have to like keep doing it until you're good at it, and yeah. it's not. And like one out of five matches might be fun. <laughs> like you just kind of have yeah, to, I mean, t- uh, yeah. Take that. I did um, a little bit in. Uh, I think is yes, yeah, Irithyll in Dark Souls Three. You know when you just beat the uh, priest guy. I can't remember his name. I'm so bad with names of characters. <laughs> um, he's got the flame sword and the sword that does dark damage. Um, he's a bastard. I don't remember that much about him. Why am I blinking on this name, Gav? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't. Even, no, it's cool. I'm completely, I'm completely blank as well. Oh, um, the listeners are freaking way. out right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. There's going to be so many comments, and they're all going to be directed at me. <laughs> I'll just, I'm just going to dub it in, like, like right okay. now. I'm going to make a cut and be like, "It was so and so." Anyway, that guy. Um, once you step out from him, I remember there was just invasion signs all over the floor. And I thought, oh, well, cool. It, it kind of seems like a good place to stop for a bit. I'll, I'll stay here. And I, I had about 10, 10 or so fights. I may have won two of them. But, you know, people spec their entire characters around doing PvP builds. And there's me. I think I was just going strength, like pure strength. And you just don't stand a chance against these little nimble-footed guys with their poison weapons that just <laughs> whittle you down. Like, like speck of life by speck of life, just tearing you to pieces. Yeah, I just I just don't have much fun with them. If that makes sense. Was Bloodborne kind of your driving force to get a PS4, or are you the kind of guy that's just gonna was gonna buy a PS4 anyway, and like the new From Software? I think games I was just... gonna buy one anyway. Yeah, I think that that was like the icing on the cake. Learning that From Software doing an exclusive for it. I think what what pushed me towards PS4 was knowing that Naughty Dog are going to be making games for it because they just done Last of Us, and I was just like, well, I want to play whatever these guys are making next. And that said, I've still not played Uncharted 4. So. <laughs> um, it's yeah, good. You should play it. it. It's pretty I phenomenal. Should. I really should. I'll, I'll wait until it drops in price. <laughs> um, but no, I think um, PS4 was always on my cards. And I, I don't really know what the decision was. I think there was just a lot of bad press about the, the Xbox when it first came out. So it kind of turned me off it a little bit. Yeah, the PS4 was cheaper and it seemed to have like better, cooler games. Yeah. 
did, even if yeah. Yeah. looking back at that launch like i think like my most played game it was probably resogun right like like that free game that they gave you that was just like the yeah. shoot 'em up thing i probably put like a hundred hours into that thing trying to trying really? to finish it off wow. yeah I missed that one. I, that came. I came in after that, but I had uh, I had Wolfenstein as my first game. That was the packing game with the box I brought. Okay. Um, and that was that, that. wasn't too bad. I really enjoyed that game. So that was pretty cool for me. That game is so good. Like it's so weird it that we live good. in a world where they've they've managed to make Wolfenstein new versions of Wolfenstein and Doom and like be just as good as like the original, which I would have never ever considered a thing. No. Like the Wolfenstein, I remember hearing it launch. Uh, sorry, hearing it being made, and I was just like, "Oh, another one." That would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then I played it for about five minutes from my mate's house. It just got a PS4, and I was just like, "This is incredible!" Like I've got dual wield shotguns. I'm blowing Nazis to pieces, like literally to pieces. <laughs> and yeah, it's so it was just so much fun just walking into a room with just an arsenal of weapons and sure, just tearing yeah. people to pieces. And then yeah, New Doom, my game of the year so far. Without a doubt, or oh, wait, uh, Dark Souls three came. <laughs> oh, dude, like I'm, I'm struggling. Like Dark Souls yeah. may not be my game of the year for the first time in like yeah. the last four or five years. Like, there's so many good games out. <laughs> I've got No Man's Sky like sitting on my PlayStation right now, and it's yeah, killing me being podcasting with you. Like, all I want to do is be playing that. <laughs> I that's not out in this country for some reason. You guys get it a day before we do. Yeah, I yeah, I know. Like, I know. It must be staggering it so the servers don't overload. But um, my poor buddy Cliff, I think, I think he's about to go crazy if he doesn't get it soon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was tempted to pre-order it this morning, but then I thought I'll just pop into town tomorrow and pick up a coffee, even though it'll be like, you know, more expensive or whatever. But yeah. like, I I had not paid any attention to that game apart from the launch trailer, thinking, hey, that's going to be pretty cool. It's not going to live up to the hype, no way. And then within the last like twenty-four hours, I've just gone, oh shit, I'm going to need to buy that tomorrow. Yeah, like, I've like... not seen any more videos. I've just kind of like the the vibe around Twitter and everything of people just going like losing their minds for it. Is making these go. I'm, I'm going to need to play this. Yeah, <laughs> totally and I need understand. To do it now, whilst it's like, whilst it's hot, and everyone else is talking about it. So if I, I got it in like uh, a few months time. That 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 game hype can really burn you though. Like for some reason, mm-hmm. I got real hyped up on uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. And I, I maybe oh, yeah. played two hours of that game. I was like, uh, well, this was a really good sixty dollars that I just tossed down the seat. Like this oh, is great. Game. You, you didn't enjoy it. I didn't at all. Like I didn't like the main character, and I didn't want to spend the time for him to redeem himself. And from everything I've heard, he never does redeem himself. Like, no, it's, yeah, so, very, um, the story is not the best. I yeah. just, uh, I think at the time, I, you know, the world was just incredible. You know, you'd walk down the street and people were putting their bins out early in the morning, and then you would, like, you know, a couple minutes later, people were leaving their houses and going to work, and then the bin men would come and pick up those bins. I was just like, <laughs> ah, this is incredible. Like, obviously, it's not, you know, I, I know there's a lot of complaints about how the gameplay wasn't that fun, and I could see that, but for me, that yeah. world was the first time you'd experience something like that. It was amazing. I loved it. But I mean, I, I've been burned before on that as well. Like, many times, uh, Assassin's Creed every year. I buy into the hype <laughs> of that every single year. <laughs> and I always end up a little bit disappointed. I, well, I bought know, I, every I, single one up to um, <laughs> uh, not four because I, I played four. four. Yeah, uh, I four was good. One. I got burned on three. Three is when I stopped buying them. I rented three. four. Oh, yeah. So bad. Yeah. I I brought that whilst I was on my honeymoon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not to play, but we we were just passing a, like a game shop and it was fairly cheap. I was like, oh, do you mind if I pick that up? I'll play it when we get home. I must have played for about six hours and just went, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of garbage. Uh, that was that was a bad one, but you know, I, I actually enjoyed the last two Assassin's Creed games for all their faults. And there's something just charming about those games. 
I think I'm uh, here, so. <laughs> I think I'm a little open worlded out to a little bit. Like yeah. CJ has yeah. talked up. Um, I think I think he likes the one. Is it Syndicate? Is that's in Paris? Syndicate. Oh yeah. no, uh, sorry, it's um, uh, no Syndicate's the one in the, in London. That's okay. the most recent one. The one in Paris is again. I don't know, but your listeners are going to be screaming. Oh at man, the yeah. I'm sorry, guys. We <laughs> we both took uh, our memory. We didn't take our memory drugs last night. We're old men. Um, yeah, I am fail in, and just naming stuff in general I'm, I'm googling this one i'm not letting it go by <laughs> i said but he's talked it up friends. so highly that uh i kind of want to play yeah. it but at the same time i'm like there's so much to play that's new and interesting that i don't want to go yeah. back at that point so i don't know I mean, if it's on sale um, for like five dollars at one point i might pick it up we'll see. I, i'd recommend it the world the, i think um i've spoken to cj about this before as well but the um kind of the way the city works in Paris is just it just feels amazing like it generally feels alive there's people on the streets like protesting and singing massive crowds just like you know properly crowding <laughs> for a better, mm-hmm. uh, what unity the unity there you unity. go yeah there it is um, yeah good yeah. job there's you know I, there's a lot wrong with that game but they nailed the city and I think that's something the Assassin's Creed guys get right every time <laughs> Well, to bring back, bring us back around to souls since we got off. Yeah, so, tangent. So, 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 <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. That happens. So, 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 okay. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Me and CJ went into like an erotic Harry Potter fan fiction contest at the end of the podcast. Oh, really? So yeah, it, it got a little weird. <laughs> I, I look forward to that one. <laughs> um, but so like they've kind of publicly came out and said that Dark Souls Three is going to be the quote unquote last Souls game mm-hmm. and. Over the last few months, I've seen them kind of try to walk some of that language back because I have to imagine that Namco is looking at a property that's as big as Dark Souls 3 yeah. and they're just like steadily putting sacks of money on the table to be like, no, 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 please, 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 please <laughs> make Dark Souls 0 if you have to. Just keep making games. But what would I you... see it. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, well I'm, I think I'm probably going to answer the question that you're about to ask, but I can see them carrying it on without Miyazaki. Because mm-hmm. they own that name, don't they? They own Dark Souls. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they probably own the game engine that it's built on as well. So there's nothing really to stop them. I mean, I don't know the, the ins and outs of the lore of it, but I'm going to guess that Miyazaki doesn't have a say. If Namco want to go ahead and make another Dark Souls game, then he probably protest it, but he's, they're probably going to go ahead and make it. I mean, they made Slashy Souls, for God's sake. I don't, they I mean, made slashy about souls. <laughs> yeah, mm. which thankfully didn't come out in this country, so I've never actually experienced it. I guess I need to just to say that I've done it because I've experienced most horrible soul stuff. Like, <laughs> go ahead, need to download it and like take a look, look, see. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. If it had come out in this country, I would have downloaded it just to see what it was all about. We're part of the problem. Yeah, like if they make a Dark Souls four, and like it I'll doesn't, it. if I'll, I'm gonna buy it. Like it'll probably take yeah. me to Dark Souls six before I'm like, okay, I learned my lesson. I'll yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it took me long enough to stop buying the Modern Warfare, uh, sorry, Call of Duty games every year when they got bad. Like you mm-hmm. know, four years ago, I, I was still buying them up to that horrendous. Um, uh, what was it called Advanced Warfare? That was terrible. I knew it was gonna be terrible. Couldn't stop myself from buying it. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I'll I'll buy it if they if they make another one. Unless it is, you know, the um, reports of it are truly horrendous, you know, to the scale of like what Tony Hawk's Five was. Then, but if it's I'll, if I'll it's buy. a train wreck like Tony Hawk's Five, like if I was that much into Tony Hawk, I would have wanted to play Tony Hawk Five just to see how <laughs> bad it was. I won't be able to help myself. Like if it's garbage, 
if if you know Miyazaki himself is standing on high and saying this is garbage, but I'm putting it into the bin. I'm pr- still gonna try to buy it at some point and try to play it. Like I'm I'm that ridiculous. Yeah. I'm part of the problem. I, w- I would, yeah, I, I will undoubtedly do the same as well because it's Dark Souls, so there's going to be something in there that will redeem it. But what at the same you, time, I'm kind of. What would you like, like to see them do? Um, I would like to see them step away from Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> if like if Miyazaki said, "I'm done with this. This is the last one," and he, you know, I, I know he had the uh, other guy directing Dark Souls three as well, whose name I was mistake uh, Curry escapes me. Which I, is really I'm bad. afraid to even try because I, I feel like I'll butcher yeah. the pronunciation. So yeah, that as well. But the other guy, um, you know, I'm sure he could do a good job of it but at the same time if Miyazaki's done and he wants out then let's let him let's just let him do what, what he wants to do I mean Bloodborne as much as it's not Dark Souls it is still part of that DNA so you know I, I whatever he does next probably isn't going to deviate greatly from the experience and I just want to see him create new worlds I want to see what he's got up his sleeve you know yeah same here yeah I, I get a lot of answers to that question because I ask most everybody on the show, like where, where they see it to yeah. go. And I get, I get some people that say stuff like, well, you know, I want to see sci-fi slows, sci-fi souls. Excuse I me. Would, yeah. That yeah. would be, if you know, that would be one that I'd like to see as well. I'm currently like, you know, like kind of... obsessed with the, the idea of a bloodborne sequel that takes place in the American old West. So you have like, <laughs> like just imagine your fashion yeah. souls, man, like the trench coats yeah. and, the, and the belts oh, of man. ammunition and everything. That'd be so rad. Yeah. Um, that would be amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I, what my answer always comes back to is I just I hope they give all of those fantastically created people enough lead to just do whatever they want to. Like, that sounds more yeah. exciting than anything that my dumb ass can come up with. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, whatever I, I think of, Miyazaki thought of four years ago and said, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <And> just <laughs> yeah. kind of screwed it back in his paper and threw it into the bin. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, the guy is clearly a creative genius when he's in his moment. You know, he's created three amazing, four, five, four, five, sorry, five, yeah, five amazing games. I mean, it's, that, it's been a hell I mean, of a seven-year, seven-year stretch with yeah, five amazing yeah. games, right? Like that's insane. Yeah, I mean, let's you know, Dark Souls Two was a bit of a misstep, but at the same time, it's still head of head of shoulders, like um, any other game like you can think of. The series-wise, it's it's incredible. Still, mm-hmm. it's just not my thing. Um, so you know he's he's clearly capable of doing incredible things. So let's just let him do it. But I always I mean, look at Dark Souls too. Like nobody's gonna get mad if their kid is the fifth smartest child in the room. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that guy's yeah, that exactly. kid's probably still yeah. doing okay, right? He's going to a good university yeah. in the whole nine. Yeah, exactly. He's still gonna get himself a nice little job. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, sci-fi Souls would be great. Cause, you know, some of, imagine a cyberpunk Souls game. That would be incredible, because <laughs> then he would have basically touched on everything that I love, like medieval fantasy. He's done um, gothic horror. He's done, and then all he needs to do is cyberpunk, and he's covered all of my bases. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yeah, at that point. And then he just needs to make some kind of game about new metal, and uh, he's basically made all my favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Gav, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and yeah, spending time with me. me. I, I really, really appreciate it. Can you let everybody know where to find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can find me. Uh, my Twitter handle, personal wise, is at GavWeir, or you can find my occasional writings about computer games at udie.co.uk, which I think is our web address. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, because I, I had to look up um, the other Gav's real name when I had to, when I interviewed him. I couldn't remember which one was which. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, yeah, hugdive.co.uk for our... We don't update a huge amount, but when we do, it's always really fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on the show. And um, as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find this podcast on Twitter at DGUS, which stands for Don't Give Up Skeleton Podcast. If you're interested in coming on to the show like Gav here, uh, send me a DM. Tell me your soul story. You can also email me at DGUSpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I, I have a massive list that I'm working through and I'm trying to get as many as I can done every single week, but it's, but it's a slow process. But as of yet, I have not turned anyone down. So if you're thinking like, Oh man, I'm not going to make a good guest or I'm not going to, my story's not that interesting. Then let, let's try to record it anyway. And if I think it's trash, I'll never release it. It won't, won't hurt anybody, <laughs> but that hasn't happened yet. So don't, don't worry. Um, and I appreciate you listening. Uh, leave us an iTunes review and all that jazz. And we will see you next time.